welcome, welcome, welcome out there, all you live streamers, welcome OBMCC families, wherever you are at home, on your couches, around the kitchen table, eating dinner, thank you so much for uh, being with us here tonight. Tonight we're calling this our Good Friday Evening Service. Now, I have a question. Wonder who ever came up with the word Good Friday because if Jesus had any opinions, I'm sure that he would have called it something other than Good Friday because there was nothing good that happened to Jesus on this day. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. But you know what? It was good for us. Everything that happened to Jesus today was for us. For us, we can call it Good Friday. So thank you for wherever you're at, again, all around the world. Thanks for being here with us live tonight at our Good Friday evening service. We're not going to keep you long. We're going to keep you for about 40, 45 minutes. And we are going to take communion again tonight. So right now, wherever you're at, if you can go grab all that communion stuff, your bread, your juices, wherever it is, get it, get it out there with you by the couch, on the kitchen table. And I guess tonight, um, tonight's kind of a, I don't know, you could call it maybe like a campfire type service. So just imagine yourself, you know, around, sitting in the chairs, the kids got their blankets on, y'all in your jammies maybe and stuff, and the communion's on the table, and you're just sitting back, you're relaxing, and you're listening to the greatest story ever told tonight. So just sit back, relax, and uh, here we go. Again, thanks for joining us tonight. While you're getting that communion service, we want to start out with an amazing song. Body bound and dream. 
tonight all around the world, there are people remembering the most historic death the world has ever borne witness to. From North America to South America, Europe to Asia, Africa to Australia, and to Antarctica. Wherever there is breath and life and humanity at its best and worst, they're remembering today. Remembering of a death while completely undeserved was completely necessary. A death while administered with torture and violence was endured by grace and love. A death while marked in pages of time past, long before us, birthed forth life that bears witness to us today. It brings hope to us today, and it brings light to you and I today. This remembering is of Jesus. And I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in cross today means something very different from what it was known during Roman times. The years of Christian history and tradition have made it into a Christian icon, and with that wash of ideology over our hearts and our minds, much of its meaning is lost to us. For the Western mind, crucifixion and the tortures that it encompassed were almost incomprehensible. We rightly associate it with Christ, but we often forget what it took for him to be crucified. See, the punishment of crucifixion often began long before the cross. It was customary to flog a criminal 39 times, but the Romans were known to exceed that by much more. Jesus would have been hit with the whip made of braided leather, and in that braided leather there would have been metal balls with fragments of bone at the end of it. The balls from the whip produced a deep bruising in his flesh that after repeated blows would break open. At the end of the whip, pieces of bone would attach themselves to the flesh of the back and shred the skin, in many cases exposing the victim's bones. This mass of bleeding flesh would have extended from the shoulders to the back of the legs all the way down. 
For some, that punishment ended at the flogging. Some never made it to the cross. But Jesus did. Having carried the crossbeam to the place of Calvary, blood dripping from the gaping wounds in his back, Jesus would have been laid down, his arm pulled apart in such a way that dislocated his shoulders, and his wrist nailed to the crossbeam with spikes that were five to seven inches long. The nerve that was pierced during crucifixion produced such pain that a new word had to be invented because nothing up to that point in time could describe what it felt like to endure that cross. That word that was created excruciating, it literally means out of the cross. And see, from the ground, Jesus would have been hoisted by ropes attached to the cross beam, acted as pulleys to fix him to the vertical beam that's already staked in the ground. His feet would have been nailed to the cross by spikes similar to those that were driven into his hands. At this point, after the torture already endured, Christ would have been left to die by asphyxiation. In order to exhale, he had to push himself up on the spikes driven into his feet. And when the pain overwhelmed him, he would have hung from his wrists. This cycle of pushing up and hanging from the spikes and paling his body to the cross continued until it was impossible for him to push up any longer. And his heart would have stopped beating. It is finished. The cross that we so revere began not as an icon of faith or hope, but as an icon of shame, of torture, humiliation, and inescapable death. The reason it holds so much importance to us is neither the gore nor the glory that has been known for throughout the ages, but for who was crucified there and for whom he was crucified. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross with the dearest and best for a world of I cherish the old rugged cross. I cherish the old rugged cross. You restored me, oh God. You restored me, oh God. By the power of your name, you have saved what was lost. You have blood so divine a wondrous beauty I see for on that old cross you see Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me so I cherish the old rugged cross 
cherish the old rugged cross. You've restored me, oh God. You've restored me, oh God. By the power of your name, you have saved what was lost. You have given me hope. You have given me hope. By the blood that you shed on that old rugged cross. To that old rugged cross, I will ever be true. It's shame and reproach gladly bear. Then he'll call me someday to my home far away his glory forever i share so i cherish the old rugged cross i cherish the old rugged cross and you've restored me oh god you've restored me Oh God, by the power of your name, you have saved what was lost. You have given me hope. You have given me hope by the blood that you shed on that old rugged My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night season, and am not silent, but you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised by the people. All those who see me ridicule me. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head saying, he trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. But you, you are he who took me out of the womb. You made me trust while on my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from birth. From my mother's womb, you have been my God. Changeable story of how you came down and laid down your life for the ones that you love. Led to the cross, broken and torn, your blood was poured out and redeemed. 
redemption was born. You said it was done, and your breath filled my love. For trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They gape at me with their mouths like a raging and roaring lion. I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd and my tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild oxen. You have answered me. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. There is power there is healing in your name there is freedom from the grave jesus your love in a way Fear the Lord, praise Him, 
all you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and fear him, all you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him, he heard. My praise shall be of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth shall eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust shall bow before him. Even he who cannot keep himself alive. A posterity shall serve him. It will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born, that he has done this. There is power to save. There is healing in your name. There is freedom from the grave. Jesus, your love has made a way. night that Jesus was betrayed, he shared a final meal with his disciples. The Passover celebration in a rented room in the city. This meal to the Jew was a symbol of freedom and liberty recognized in the exodus of Israel from Egypt at the beginning of their nation. The Passover is more colorful and dramatic than any other festival celebrated by the Jews. 
and every facet of its preparation and celebration, richly symbolic, incorporating all five senses in its remembrance. The lamb played a central part in this feast. The night before God redeemed Israel from Egypt, the Israelites were instructed to take a lamb without blemish for every household and slaughter it at twilight. The blood from the lamb was spread on the lintels of their doors so that when the angel of death came to claim the firstborn of Egypt, the Israelite homes were passed over. In addition to the slaughtering of a lamb, the Jews used various cups of wine and matzah as specific symbols of liberation and freedom during their Seder meal. It was in this element that Jesus broke the third matzah and told them to remember his body as the broken bread. He passed the cup of blessing and told them to remember his blood by that cup. The disciples may not have completely understood what Jesus initiated in those observances, but Jesus was proclaiming his role as the Passover lamb that year. No longer would it be necessary to commemorate the passing over of the children of Israel before the Exodus. A greater sacrifice was offered. A greater price was paid. A greater covering was made for all those who would submit themselves under that blood. There was a new passing over taking effect the passing over of sinful humanity when under the blood of Christ, when associated with the slaughter of the Lamb of God, Jesus became the perfect Lamb with His body and His blood offering to us, symbols of our liberation and redemption from the bondage of sin. Trampled on the 
We are called today not only to remember, but understand, to participate and to make Christ's sacrifice a part of who we are. The cross was just not a cruel death and the Passover just a foreshadowing of the Messiah. What we are celebrating tonight that happened over 2,000 years ago is love. Love extended from God Almighty through His Son, Jesus Christ, to each one of us. We all deserve to be separated and cut off from God. But Jesus made it possible for you and I to be reunited to the Father. See, He endured the cross so that I wouldn't have to, so you wouldn't have to. It is with this thanksgiving that we approach communion tonight. I'm going to read out of 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, the 23rd through 28th verse, and then on to 31. It says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. So let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Verse 31. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. This Good Friday service, we want to remember tonight as Jesus instructed us to. We want to take time to remember, we've reflected, and we've observed. But we also want to examine our hearts. So go ahead and get your sacraments that you got at the beginning. Get them near, and we're going to pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus tonight. God, we search our hearts from an inward place. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to reveal anything that would be hidden in our heart. God, if we've done something, God, we ask you to forgive us. God, remove it from our lives, Father. Remove it from between you and I. God, I examine myself tonight. I so appreciate that which you've done on the cross in Calvary. For though I didn't deserve it, you paid for my sin and bought me with a price. Thank you. So tonight, let us eat of the bread which represents the body. Let us eat. Father, we thank you for your blood. Father, we thank you for what you did at Calvary for each and every one of us. We accept that love. We accept that price tonight. We accept your healing. Father, for you were wounded for our transgression. You were bruised for our iniquities. 
Father, the stripes upon your back were taken so that I could live, so that I could have healing. Thank you, Lord, for the blood that ran at Calvary. Let us drink. Thank you for joining us tonight for just a time of reflection to think about what Jesus did for us on that cross. You know, it's uh, it's amazing to think and just to think of the pain that we talked about tonight where Jesus took those nails in his hands. Just think about the pain he went through as he was having his this massive hammer just drive those nails in his hands into his feet. He did that for us, church. He did that for you and for me. And you know, tonight, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I believe tonight is your night. If you're watching us, you're not doing it by chance. Tonight is your night to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Uh, You heard about the story. 
I think tonight was a great overview of what Jesus did for us. He loves you. He cares for you. He does have a plan and purpose for you. You know, things might be looking bad to your left and your right, but you know with Jesus, he'll turn it around for you. So tonight, I just ask you, if you would, just pray this prayer with me. If you don't know Jesus, I would ask you to pray this prayer with me right now. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross. I thank you for shedding your blood. And I thank you, Lord, that you've forgiven my sins. Please come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me whole. Make me new. I call you my Lord and Savior. Lord, if you prayed that, if you prayed that prayer, I just want to say thank you for doing it. Lord Jesus, thank you for what you've done for us. But I'm just so encouraged that you said that prayer as well. If you would, message us. Just let us know that you prayed that prayer. It doesn't have to be a long message. Just say, Brother Eric, I received Jesus as my Savior. Only believe, family of faith, I've received Jesus. That's the greatest miracle that could ever happen. And I just want to encourage you also tonight as we reflected on that, we got two great services coming up two days from now, Sunday morning, 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. 7 a.m. is going to be our miracle sunrise service, communion as well. So we encourage you, if you're watching and you know somebody that needs a physical touch in their body, I, I implore you, please encourage them to tune in 7 a.m. We believe God's going to do great miracles in that service. What a, what a testimony to be healed, set free or delivered on Easter Sunday. And we're going to rejoice because we know we're going to get the testimonies. We're going to get the praise reports. And then we have our traditional service at 10 a.m. as well. So, church, we encourage you. Please share that. Let people know about it so they, in turn, get a chance to know Jesus the way we do. And I just want to remind you, only believe, you've been so good about hearing our Easter offering about what we got going on right now. Easter Sunday, we're going to be collecting our Easter offering, and we want to thank you. We're going to be putting it towards our building maintenance, uh, fixing some things on our concrete. Uh, our, we got some roof issues in our uh, children's church, our youth ministry. We got some carpet issues, some pew issues, maybe some asphalt issues as well. Thank you for giving those uh, offerings on Easter Sunday. Church, we love you. We can't wait to see you Sunday morning. It's going to be a great service. We'll see you then. God bless you.